Once again, thank you for tuning in to Atara Estes. Let me see if I can get some of my echo out of my ear. Not for sure, but I'm hoping that you all can hear me without any interference. Thank you for tuning in to another uh, Making a Mark. And today we're making a mark on what we're going to talk about is racism. Um, racism has hit our nation in more ways than one, and we are now at a place of Groundhog's Day. I call it Groundhog's Day because we have seen this repeatedly um, take over in different communities in different states and cities on police brutality. Police brutality, that you have a white officer um, go after and target black men and women, and no one has been able held accountable for their actions because they are looked at to be the ones that are of a power and authority that are supposed to serve and protect. I have been um, in this uncertain matter in my mind as a black woman, as a mother, as a daughter, as an auntie who has loved ones that are being racially profiled. Um, I have been um, viewed as negatively can say uh, racial profile as a black woman. Um, couldn't afford to be in certain spaces and places and all because of the color of your skin. I mean, it, it can't be because of anything else because there is a thing in our society today that makes us feel like, and I'm, please, please hear me out. I have been tossing attorney on how to come on my podcast and express in a way that is one, I'm very mindful of what I'm talking about um, and what I want to share. So it may not come as something that you may be used to hearing um, or you are waiting to get an understanding what I'm, what I'm, trying not to do is feel like I have to educate um, in everything that I do, but I don't mind. And the reason why I don't mind, because as we all have been watching the news, and if you have not, I will share George Floyd was um, murdered by a police officer and he couldn't breathe. He died from a um, suffocation of the knee to the neck and the police officer did not try to do a different practice of arrest. And he had partners that did not see anything wrong with what this officer attended to kill. 
if it wasn't on the, on someone's phone, we would not be talking about this story, right? We would not have any of this information, right? But how many of you understand or can grasp, if you close your eyes, to walk a mile in a black person's shoes for a day to see how they live from day to day, being microscope, being categorized, stereotype, and I'm not coming against any other race or any creed, religion, background, or anything like that. I'm talking about this situation at hand. And the reason why I'm so focused on making sure that we can kind of have an understanding of what is happening in our society today is that if a camera is not there, and someone is able to tell you how someone has died and they are able to say the death, the cause of death is because they resisted arrest. And anytime you resist arrest, you're giving yourself permission to cause bodily harm towards a person. And, and the very acts is whatever the outcome is, is their fault and none of your own. I work in the legal system as a community health worker. And as a community health worker, I see a lot of injustice things happen. Things happen to our community, our poor community, our black community, our minority community all day, every day. If you do not have a witness who is willing to speak up, stand up and speak out on what they have witnessed, then it didn't happen. It's your word against theirs. I know what that feels like because I survived a same situation, not due to police brutality. But what does it look like for a person who is no longer here to speak for themselves when their life has been taken away from them and death is their ultimate destination is their word as a de dead person. That person is dead, no longer here. And we are actually sitting here trying to get a nation of people to come together to file the proper charges towards the one who actually committed the crime as well as those who witnessed and did not stop it. It's a crime. Not just because it was caught on camera, because you committed a crime. And if we can find it within ourselves to say, if that was me, how would I want this to turn out? And stop thinking if they would have done something different it would not have happened that way. George Floyd did not resist arrest. He did not do anything to bring that type of attention to himself. Now, do I know all of the details behind the scenes of everything else? No. But because there was a camera there and someone was recording, we do know for a fact that he is no longer here 
being a father to his child, being a brother to his siblings. Come on. We're losing our men and women to the bad cops. Not all police officers are bad. I have family members that are in law enforcement, and I pray for them each and every day. I have friends that are in law enforcement who has a hard job to do because while they're trying to keep the streets safe, I'm just trying to figure out who's keeping us safe from the police officers that are not doing their job accordingly. How do we hold those who are abusing their power accountable to what is taking place across our nation? How do we turn our anger and all that is happening around to get it towards the right area where it needs to be focused on the accountability on the officers who are abusing their authority. They have power. They have authority. And guess what? They're not working in this area. They're not doing their job. Which leaves on both ends, I'm not going to condone any other violence, but I do, hear me, I do understand why it is happening. I do. This episode cannot be a script. There is nothing about today's stressful moment that I am experiencing as a black woman can be put together in a script form and be expressed in the way of just raw conversation. I would love to have others to come on my podcast and let us talk. But I don't want to just talk. As a community health worker, I stand in the gap and I advocate for those who do not have or feel the hope of their voices are being heard. And there's nothing about that I want to overlook for a community who already is overlooked that I don't want to overlook them anymore. We cannot continue to walk past these things that are happening in our nation like it's going to go away. We have to face it. We have to discuss the elephant that is in the room. And out of all things, can someone please, please understand I have allies that support us. I really have genuine friends who believe in what we're doing. I'm not against those who are not saying anything. Because you probably don't know what to say. But if you do have something to say, say it. Speak it. Be healthy in your conversation. Don't throw out emotional rhetoric. We all are having emotional 
times right now in our lives. We have the coronavirus that has not gone away and isn't going away anytime soon. And now we have our systemic racism that is taking a peak. That it has never gone away. It has now revealed itself by pulling the Band-Aid off. You can no longer Band-Aid a problem. You have to clean the wound and you have to go in deep to clean it. And it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. We cannot continue going through this nation and acting like there's nothing wrong with what the police are doing to black men and black women. I hear it. I heard it. All lives matter. Yes. All lives matter as long as nobody is spilling into your area. But as soon as they touch something in your area and shift your atmosphere, then it matters when it comes to your situation that seems to be a problem. What I am saying right now, black lives has to matter. Can you get on this side of black lives? I raise awareness about domestic violence, making sure our survivors know where to go, where the resources, and how to get out. I campaign and be an advocate about social justice and anything else because guess what? It matters. It really does. But today... Talking about black lives, civil rights. We have a history of great men and women who have fought for change. And here we are today having a Groundhog's Day moment. And believe it or not, there has been change. We have changed. We have now have the availability to have a camera in place to see it for what it really is. I wanna challenge us as a nation, whoever gets a chance to hear this message, and I hope you hear my heart. There's a lot going on, and there's a lot that it, that needs to be done. We know it starts with us continuing to get our vote on and to get it in. It also deals with policy changes. We have to put ourselves in position to be able to make decisions that is for the collective and not just for yourself. When you're going through difficult times, when you're going through hardship, that things that does 
just don't make sense, you have to put yourself in a position for the change. All the looting and rioting that are happening, that's from opportunists. Opportunists come in to distract and to tear down what is the peaceful protest. Pay attention. Those are opportunists. I acknowledge opportunists doing their job, but don't let them distract you from the peaceful protest, the mission at hand. Do not get off-centered. Do not get off-focus. Because people are not lining up in this movement for nothing. Keep moving forward. Keep saying what needs to be said, what needs to be heard, what needs to be delivered, because it's time. Those other three officers do need to be arrested. They do need to be charged. And they do need to be convicted. Will it happen if we keep moving forward in solidarity and implementing the changes and talking to the right people who can push the narrative? Yes, we can. Are we going to get it done if we just fighting physically? Tearing up our neighborhoods, small businesses, any business, our communities? No. Because then you divert your attention to where unemployment is already at its greatest high. No jobs are going to be available for those who can get to those communities, let alone grocery stores, let alone convenience stores. That is not easily to be rebuilt like that. But we can do it. We can rebuild this nation. Yes, we can. We can rebuild our communities. Yes, we can. God has not given us the spirit of fear. He's given us love, power, and a sound mind. We do not have to fear. We do not have to be afraid. We have to love in a way that we are taking care of our community. We taking care of our brothers and sisters who do not look like us. And for those who are not on our side. I will tell you a testimony. I really have something to say. When I was left for dead, I had to go to court and I had to face the abuser, the attacker, for what they've done. It was my word against theirs. Nothing in the world really could have made me forgive him. But God, you want to know why I forgave him? Because guess what? He was more pitiful than words could actually express. And what I mean pitiful, it meant that he didn't have nothing. He was already empty. 
And his misery was trying to tear me down and keep me from living the life that I was ordained to live. Yeah, you tried to kill me. Yes, you tried to stop me. But still I rise. I was able to stand in front of that court. Verbally say, didn't say I didn't go through trauma. Didn't say I didn't go through triggers. And like the things that are happening, they are re-triggering. And it does re-traumatize you. And I'll continue. Um, yes, it, it, as I record on the podcast, you will hear interruptions because as I was stating, um, I'm really coming to you as authentic as I can. Um, nothing is scripted, so you probably get a lot of um, unbeknownst interruptions. But however, I come back to to, to just state that we all have a part to play in that situation that happened to me almost 18 years ago in a different light. People can feel they may not be able to relate, but they feel the empathy towards what has taken place and they want to do something to stop it. And because I had to forgive and give God all of what I was feeling, and that was the anger, the hatred. Emotionally, I was in distress. Everything that I felt in every fiber of my being is what I'm seeing spill over in our nation today. And they have every right to feel the way they feel. But don't stay there. Is very harmful, is very toxic, and is very re-traumatizing. If you've gone through something and it begins to look like we're in Groundhog's Day again, oh no, here we go again. Sometimes that is what taint our logical thinking, our rational thinking, and we begin to go into the self-defense of fight, flight, freeze because trauma is real ladies and gentlemen if you've never been traumatized hear me trauma is real and if it goes without any reversal assistance professional assistance anything to change that negative into a positive we are going to self-destruct. That is what is going to happen. But I'm not speaking down on anyone's emotional aspects of what they're feeling. I'm not even coming against those who just don't want to look at, I don't get why they are protesting. Because right is right and wrong is wrong, right? And like I've stated before, the fact of the matter is George Floyd was murdered. Those are facts. That is not an assumption. 
and rather he gets the just do to him, I pray that the conviction comes. And lo and behold, as I would been previously recording the podcast, breaking news, they have captured and arrested all of the men, all of the officers who were a part of that crime that was committed towards George Floyd. I don't look at that as a victory. I look at that as phase one is progress. But nothing is more satisfactory to a human life being taken than if they were never taken at all. So don't misunderstand. There's no victory yet. Those loved ones are going to miss George Floyd. He will not be here on earth to hug them, to love on them, to share his wisdom that he was sharing on his social media website to the community. We don't know when our last day is going to be here on this earth. But what I want to find myself doing while I am yet alive, I'm still alive. You are still alive. Do something with your voice. Do something with the power of your vote. Do something that is of the good and not of the negative. Even if you walk the path of bad things, you have a chance to change it around. Think about it. Is it worth it? Has it is it working for you? Why are you hurting other people? What is so deep down-rooted that make you want to hurt another human life and to take them out like that? That's not just a police question. That's a human-to-human question. So like I stated before, we're talking about racism. Racism that we should not still be talking about, but as a community health worker that deals with health disparities, knowing that this topic is still up front and you can't even talk about the health disparities that's happening with COVID, talking about safety practices of, you know, social distancing because we have a pandemic of racism that trumps anything that has taken place in our everyday lives as a black and brown person. So it's just not standing in solidarity. I've been in the front line. Cause I did change my life. I thought negatively once upon a time. I hated once upon a time. I didn't want to forgive once upon a time. And guess what? It made me sick like a cancer. It was eating me up from the inside out. And that's what racism has done to our nation. It has eaten away through us slowly from the inside out to where it cannot hide anymore. It's killing us if we don't take a hold of this rooted problem and put in new measures, new reform. It needs a new birth. We don't have to walk around here being prejudiced 
racist. What happened? What happened? What happened? What made you be this way? Where did you learn this from? Why do you feel that you have to hold on to this pain, this hurt, this toxic behavior? What it, will it take to change your mind? What will it take to change and touch your heart? Will you not receive blood from me because I'm a black woman if it's for you to survive? If it came down to my life and I needed to survive and I needed a kidney and it came from a white person and we are a match, I'm not turning away something that's going to give me an extended lifespan. Ask yourself some questions. Self-examination. I definitely know that our nation is grieving. Our hearts have been broken. But there are things that people have gone through that nobody knows about. That no camera was there. I know. Because the hurt that I went through, there was no camera there. There was no evidence other than my word against theirs. So when I say this is a hidden thing that, that has now, the band-aid has come off, let's heal it. Let's use the right medication. It's forgiveness and it's love. And if you can't forgive, ask God to show you how. Starting with you. You can't expect other people to forgive and turn their ways just because you're turning and changing yours. Love is an action word. Let's take action. Let's do what, it, what we need to do to bring our community back to, to a peaceful state. It would never be the same. Let us not deceive ourselves. Please, I am not sending that message and I refuse to make anybody believe Let's hurry up and get through this so we can get back to our lives. If that's the way you're thinking, if that's the way you're feeling, then you must be in a bubble. Because if you come outside your bubble, you're going to see real people deal with real issues, and you're not exempt. And we all know that when you got a group of people in a room and you cut the lights out, what color are you then? <laughs> then you're black. Everybody seems to be black if all the lights go out. It's blackout time. You see color. Let us not say that we don't see color. You see that black man. You see that black woman. Just like I see that white man and I see that white woman. And guess what? It's okay. But to put assumptions on people is not okay. Walk in a healthy space. Walk in a better lane. 
we as community health worker respond with the health to the health disparities, inequalities, and inequities of who experience vulnerabilities. I'm telling you, I'm not going nowhere. As a community health worker, I am the president. Did not expect myself to be in a position like this, but I am held accountable to make sure that the community health workers within the Missouri statewide and anyone who is a community health worker, who is frontline worker, who do the work of the core values of a community health worker. We are here for a community that hurts, that gets served a bad hand. And we're here to make sure that they are heard. That is what I'm here for. This is what I've been saved for. So if there's anything that I could say, anything that you want to follow, anything that you want to comment, please leave a message for me. Go to ataraestes.com. Email me from there. Join my, my email list. Let's have a conversation. I can invite you to the podcast, and I can even invite you to my YouTube channel. I plan to bring this from one platform to the next, and let us get this message out, and let the community know that we are here for them. Don't ignore what's happening. If you ignore, they're going to yell even louder. So let us not ignore. Let's hear them. Let's see them, because we are them. And if you're not them, empathize with them and hear them and hope where you can but first examine yourself know what your intentions are before you go out there to do anything for anybody because if you're not in the right head space you're only going to be in the way good intentions could mean well but you could have a whole domino effect if it's not going in the right space. So know where your heart is at. No one is coming against you if you don't know exactly what you're standing for. But know what you're standing for when you come around a group of people who ask you a question. Why are you here? And if you don't have the right answer, Trust me, you better run. <laughs> so, to make light out of something serious, I'm telling you right about now, it's so so many stories I can share um, that it's not, it's bad, but I made it, made it, I made it. It was so bad, but I made it. And guess what? We in our nation, we're going to make it too. We really are. It's not funny. This that's happening to us. It's not funny at all. Listen, communities of color and white allies who believe in the dignity and humanity of all people must respond to this killing. But know where your heart is at when you respond. And the killing of so many of other black and brown people with peaceful protests and authentic commitment. We have to shut down this racism. Period. That's all we're talking about. Racism. Racism. Say it. Racism. 
We can't ignore it, but we can do something. Come together. Come together. Come together against racism. Come together against hate crimes. Come together against police violence and the policies that support them. Come together. Knock out the fear and your own self-doubt. I am here to let you know this is not the time to give up on your nation. Stand up. Speak out. Because someone needs to hear you. Thank you for tuning in to Making a Mark. I am your host, Atara Estes. I hope I have said something that will resonate with you and enlighten you and uplift you and empower you. And I hope to be engaged with you very soon. Please follow me on all my other social media platforms, Atara Estes, on all of my platforms for Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Atara Estes is on YouTube. Thank you for being a part of the podcast today. Please follow me. Please like. Please leave a comment. Please share it with others. That's the only way how this message is going to get out. I'm one person who is here for a reason. And my personal, personal journey is to make a connection to someone that I can make a difference with. Can I make a difference in your life? That's all I ask. And will you let me in? I'm here to help anyone who's needing the help. I can't help everybody if you don't ask. But I can, I can actually help somebody if you do ask. So let me know what you need. Let me know what you want. And I will be just as honest with you if I can't do it. But I can direct you to someone who definitely can. So I thank you for all of your listening ears. And I hope to be able to be able to do this again with you on the other end, making comments so others can hear what we are talking about on Make It A Mark. Let's make a mark on racism, everyone. It's our responsibility and our accountability. Let's hold those accountable to the ones who need to be accountable. That's our duty. Use your voice. Be heard and be blessed.